there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one educational page of Talmud every day. And in a strange way, the point of today's page, Yevamot 44, is exactly that, education. Listen to this brief and deceivingly complicated paragraph. The Mishnah continues. If the eldest of them wished to consummate the levirate marriage with all of his Yevamot, he has permission to do so. The Gemara asks, do they actually leave him to do so? If a man has permission to do so, that's not the same as just giving him total reign, free reign to do what he does. Isn't it taught in a baraita? The verse states, and the elders of his city shall call him, which indicates that they, the elders, and not their agent, should call him. The verse continues, and they speak to him. This phrase teaches that they offer him advice that is appropriate for him. And here, from Underneath the folds of a very complicated discussion about the intricacies of leveret marriage emerges this pure and beautiful essence of an educational philosophy that in Hebrew is best described as teach every child according to his or her way. The Talmud teaches us today that the advice that you offer someone when you try to teach someone, when you try to tell someone something that they really need to know and learn, don't do it in this generic way. Don't just dispatch emissaries. First of all, the elders themselves must come. And second of all, they must speak to the person in a manner that is appropriate to him, in a way that he will understand that will strike him as sensible and not just some rote, cookie-cutter, censorious, thou shalt not. This got me thinking about a topic very close to my heart, our education system and how profoundly and, and maybe even irreparably broken it is. And so it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show, two new friends who are among the most brilliant people thinking and doing something about making our educational system better. Simone and Malcolm Collins, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to be here. We're so excited to chat. So it's early in the morning as we record this. It's 8 a.m. So I'm, I'm going to ask you just an easy question, you know, just a softball. What's wrong with education and how are you two going to fix it? Um, As we see it, education as we know it, as most of us encounter it today, was really developed in its current format at the height of the British Imperial Empire. And the idea was it was really important to create interchangeable cogs within the British Imperial Empire that basically could be switched out with each other. People didn't necessarily need to excel in certain skills. They just needed to be expected to be able to do certain things adequately and consistently. And that system, as terrible as it sounds, and as much as it totally goes against this teaching of teach to people in relevant ways, in ways that speak to them directly, this system was maintained because it worked really well for corporate America, for the lifelong corporate job, for large organizations where, again, you just needed interchangeable cogs. What we think is so uniquely broken about education now, beyond the fact that it doesn't even cater to humanity, to people's unique interests, is that we live now in an economy that is extremely dynamic, where people need to be very skilled in certain areas to stand out, to break out, to be able to be chosen from a crowd and to adapt to a constantly changing environment. Our school system simply doesn't address that. It's like a a factory creating a product that nobody wants to buy. I mean, is it any wonder that like (laughs) depression rates are skyrocketing, that mental health rates are skyrocketing? But I I think perhaps even more insidiously than that, just actually this morning, 
um, I was reading through a response from an educational expert sort of talking through the mainstream educational philosophies right now. And education as an industry has evolved from something that was designed to sort of enhance a person's skills to make them better, the secular education industry, at like getting jobs, at performing in the world, and into something where they believe that they have sort of the correct culture and way of seeing the world, and we need to impart that to students. Where I very strongly believe that that creates cultural erasure and that we do need to separate our cultural heritage and the way that is taught and transferred between generations between basic life skills and that the secular school system should not be trying to enforce a specific culture or ethical framework on people. So what we're doing that's a different approach is rather than setting out specific roadmaps and teachers and classrooms for students, we're letting each student choose how they want to learn, what they want to learn, when they want to learn it, All we say is to demonstrate you have a certain skill that's necessary to thrive in the modern world, you need to do this. You need to prove this. And then people get to choose how they learn from whom they learn. And that is, I think, much more in line with this particular teaching that you took away from this this day's reading. It makes us really excited to hear that we're sticking to some more ancient wisdom that is very, very useful and relevant. And to be clear, you're not suggesting that every kid uh, just get to learn whatever they want. And if I just want to specialize in, you know, Pokemon and candy, I'm fine (laughs) with that. You do have an approach that does include the teaching of, you know, what we would think of as traditional sort of STEM subjects, etc. Yes, although we do, to your point, want to make that learning relevant to people's unique interests. So let's say that we need to teach a kid economics and they're really obsessed with collecting Pokemon cards. Well, guess what? There's actually an insanely intricate secondary market for buying and selling Pokemon cards. We can absolutely adapt their interest to teach them how to become a businessman, how to play the markets, how to sell, how to market, how to communicate and write effectively, how to make economic projections about your earnings. I mean, there are many things that you can do to make education relevant to students. But to your point, uh, yes, the system does have a framework of, of the various subjects that students are expected to learn. And if a student starts to ignore any subject or any domain of learning, the system will catch that and make sure that they are differentially rewarded in a way that ensures that doesn't happen. Simone and Malcolm Collins, thank you so much for thinking about education, for doing something about education, and for being our guest today. This was so much fun. Thank you. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.